Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. This past Sunday, we did a very Catholic thing and had a procession around our beautiful grounds. A thurfer led the way, carrying a censer of incense, the fragrant smoke giving our procession an air of holiness. He was followed by a crucifer, a server who carried a processional crucifix on a pole. More servers than the deacon and myself. The rest of us followed, holding palm branches. I smiled as the cows across the road took a break from eating grass to stare at our Christian procession, which the encyclopedia defines as an organized body of people advancing in a formal or ceremonial manner as an element of Christian ritual. Bishop Fulton Sheen wrote about a Christian procession that took place on Good Friday 2,000 years ago. Quote, The procession of the cross was usually preceded by a trumpeter to clear the road. Then followed a herald announcing the name of the criminal who was being led to execution. Sometimes the name of the criminal and the reason for his condemnation was written on a board and hung about his neck. Two witnesses of the council which sentenced the one condemned to death were also to accompany the procession. A centurion mounted on horseback along with a considerable detachment of soldiers formed part of the procession. There were also the two thieves who were to be crucified with our Lord. He bore the full weight of the cross on his back and shoulders which were already raw from the scourging. The Sunday previous he was hailed as king That Friday morning, the people shouted, No king but Caesar. The Jerusalem that saluted him was now the Jerusalem that disowned him. Since the temple priest had found him accursed, they exiled him from Jerusalem. This was the law of Leviticus, that the sin offering should be driven outside the city gates or the camp. Quote, as for the transgression victims, the bullock and the goat, whose blood was carried into the sanctuary to make expiation there, the carcasses must be taken away from the camp and destroyed by fire, skin and flesh and dung together. Christ, the ultimate sin offering, is driven like the scapegoat outside the city. St. Paul suggests that from that moment, the city forfeited its claim to greatness and was replaced by the heavenly Jerusalem. Thus it was that Jesus, when he would sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered beyond the city gate. Let us too go out to him away from the camp, bearing the ignominy he bore. We have an everlasting city, but not here. Our goal is the city that is the one day to be. The place assigned for the crucifixion was Golgotha, or the place of the skull. Legend has it that it was the burial place of Adam. 
representations of the crucifixion often show a skull at the foot of the cross to indicate that the new Adam was dying for the old Adam. But certainly it was a place where dead bones were thrown after execution. Once on the hill, the executioner stripped him of his garments, opening new wounds in his sacred body. Being stripped of his garments meant that he was no longer localized by dress. In his nakedness, he became the universal man. Exiled outside the city, he now gave up country as well as life. The sacred heart was confined by no frontiers. The rough nail was applied to that hand from which the world's graces flow. And the first dull knock of the hammer was heard in silence. Blow followed blow and was quickly re-echoed from the city walls beneath. Mary and John held their ears. The echo sounded as another stroke. Our Lord used many pulpits during his public life, such as Peter's bark pushed into the sea, the, the mountain top, the streets of Tyre and Sidon, the temple, the country road near a cemetery, and a banquet hall. But all of those faded into insignificance compared to the pulpit which he mounted now, the pulpit of the cross. It was lifted slowly off the ground, wavered in midair for a moment, tearing and lacerating his sacred flesh. Then suddenly, with a deep thud that seemed to shake even hell itself, it sank into the pit prepared for it. Our Lord mounted his pulpit for the last time. Like all orators, he overlooked his audience. Far off in Jerusalem, he could see the gilded roof of the temple, reflecting its rays against the sun, which was soon to hide its face in shame. Here and there on the temple walls, he could catch a glimpse of those who were straining their eyes to see him whom the darkness knew not. At the edge of the crowd were timid followers ready to flee in case of danger. There too were the executioners getting their dice ready to shake for his garments. Close to the cross was the only apostle present, John, whose face was like a cast molded out of love. Magdalene was there too, like a broken flower, a wounded thing. But foremost among all, God pity her, was his own mother. Mother Mary, Magdalene, John. Innocence, penitence, and priesthood. The three types of souls forever to be found beneath the cross of Christ. <laughs> 